know that a lot of you have had challenges in terms of getting your doc's attention. Um, many of, the, of you have had challenges in terms of finding a doc. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to know why your doc's distracted, why your doc's retiring and not coming back into practice, here's uh, one of the reasons, labs. Another reason is pharmacy. And the big, uh, the big issue around all of this is the insurance uh, components. Now, <clears throat> this is going to sound like a rant, and I'm sure part of it will uh, maybe evolve into a rant. But again, there's purpose here. Um, as a patient, you're very dependent upon getting um, access to your doc's undivided attention regarding your health not regarding compensation for providing your care or logistics. So <clears throat> let me just give you what, and in fact, as I've mentioned, I've retired three times now. The second retirement had to do with exactly this, uh, the mostly labs and the lab, um, the lab uh, nightmare that I will uh, share with you in this video. Um, Pharmacy is, again, a significant problem, and again, these are the kind of things that are keeping you from getting access to your doc's undivided attention. So uh, yesterday, I was, um, I've been able to, especially in this version of my retirement, uh, get naps more often. Uh, why naps? Why would I focus on that? Read the book, uh, Why We Sleep. Naps are actually very, very healthy from a prevention perspective, both in terms of um, in performance, happiness, uh, health, heart attack, stroke, and especially dementia prevention. So the first time I uh, laid down to take a nap yesterday, I got a call from a, uh, a friend who's also a patient. And despite being a, a healthcare entrepreneur and having started healthcare um, managed care companies, he let the pharmacy do a number on him. And again, he, because he's a friend and a, and a business associate, uh, he had my number. So uh, he texted me and we got, went back and forth on, on that. But that's, again, I'll, I'll cover that in a different video. This video is about labs. So I got up, I got some things fixed. I saw another patient. Then I tried to take a nap again. Sure enough, three minutes into uh, laying down, I got the call back from this patient who was uh, one of my uh, old uh, concierge patients. So he had my number and he and I had traded text messages. I knew he was going to be calling at some time. I just didn't know it was going to be while I was trying to take my nap. Now, <clears throat> why am I showing this uh, Cleveland Heart requisition? So here's the thing. Uh, this patient was on routine follow-up. He's been uh, seen with us for a couple of years and um, He's had labs before. He said, look, you know, I, I need help. He sent Janice a, an email saying, I need help. They won't do my labs. Um, these were labs that we've had multiple times for him. The first time, he's had uh, challenges with them. Um, he ended up getting a, a set of instructions regarding what to draw and how to draw it. And uh, one of his local hospital labs drew it. They did it as a draw site. And these are the kind of instructions uh, that that hospital lab required. So the first time, this is a, maybe a year, year and a half ago, 
Uh, he tried going to Quest Lab. Quest wouldn't do it. He tried going to another local lab. They wouldn't do it. And again, the hospital lab did it as a draw site. So he's been down this road and he knows uh, there are challenges here. He's also a dentist, so he also knows that there are problems in terms of uh, getting and coordinating labs. <clears throat> one of the problems, one of the major problems, by the way, is this. And I, I learned this very early into my, um, my career as a physician. Uh, you have, it used to, labs were like pharmacies. It was a local business, um, mostly at uh, hospitals, hospitals-owned labs, then some groups that I ended up working with at one point. Um, a fellow named Gary Latimer, uh, Haywood Cochran, uh, Shannon uh, Walcott, uh, Mark uh, Barrington, got together as senior management um, for a group called LabCorp. LabCorp went, did what's called a roll-up. They went to all these hospitals all the way across the country, buying the lab from the hospital. So they set up the first big national lab. And again, uh, Haywood, Shannon, Mark, um, Gary and I were all part of the, uh, the C-suite for um, what was originally Meridian, which is now um, Premise Healthcare. Now, um, <clears throat> Quest Labs did the same thing. And guess what? Walgreens did the same thing with uh, roll-ups for pharmacy. CVS did the same thing with roll-ups for pharmacy. Um, and when you understand that, you understand a little bit more about the problems that my patient had this week trying to get labs. Again, he's been down that path, but he goes in and he has the information that he's used a couple of times successfully in the past. But that lab tech never heard of any of this. She didn't know what to do. And her perspective was, no, if I don't get a requisition from uh, a, a Quest requisition, I'm, I can't do it. Now, let me go back and explain something about why that was really interesting. Before I do, though, I'll just make the comment about... So it, uh, it gets to a quote that you heard from Tommy Frist, uh, who was running hospitals. He started uh, Columbia HCA, or HCA, which again, was bought out and became Columbia HCA. What they said was, even though you may have a national healthcare company, healthcare is a local business. So you go back and think about pharm the, pharmacies, the pharmacy world, the um, lab world. Again, you may have Quest and LabCorp in the lab world who say they're national companies, but they're not national. They are local businesses with a national counterpart. And it, you're just, it's up to luck to who you get that day, whether they're aware of any of the national activities that are going on. So back to that explanation, uh, this patient went first to uh, the Quest Lab. Now, why did he go to the Quest Lab? Quest bought Cleveland Heart Labs a little over a year ago. Now at that point, again, uh, we had a major set of problems, and we were hoping that um, that acquisition might actually help. Cleveland Heart Lab was the only labs that did uh, inflammatory testing, uh, myeloperoxidase, plaque 2, um, 
HSCRP. Most of them did HSCRP, um, and most of them did microalbumin-creatinine ratio. But again, the uh, cardio uh, panel, in, inflammatory panel, that was really Cleveland Heart Lab. The problem with Cleveland Heart Lab, though, is, or was, they didn't have draw sites. Many of our patients, the closest they could get for a Cleveland Heart uh, draw site was a three-hour drive. Quest, on the other hand, like LabCorp, um, gosh, well over 95% of the population of the country has a Quest or LabCorp within 10, 15 minutes. So there was some major potential opportunity when Quest bought Cleveland Heart Lab about 16, 18 months ago. And, you know, of course the promise was, oh yes, it'll be less expensive because we'll standardize their processes, we'll um, offer all of these uh, uh, deep um, technical labs that uh, Cleveland Heart Lab will offer the cardio-inflammatory panel, etc. And we'll use our same focus on price and efficiency. Well, actually, you know, everybody was dreading that. Uh, but what happened was, in the beginning, it really worked. But I've started hearing over the past three or four months, problem here, problem there, costs going way, way up for patients to, to get these labs. And again, this patient that called yesterday went first to Quest, and the, the local Quest person said, I can't do a Cleveland Heart Lab. That's not us. The patient said, yes, they are. You acquired Quest acquired Cleveland Heart 16 months ago. She said, well, it's got to be on a Quest uh, lab rack. Well, the Quest lab requisition did not have these labs on it. It still had to be on a CHL lab rack. If this is burning your, your ears up, just think about it. <clears throat> think, uh, did we go to medical, did the, your doctor go to medical school to deal with this? And the answer is no, that's why you have assistant staff. But you know what? We first had our, when we first started PrevMed, we had a um, nurse practitioner. It started taking up too much of her time. We hired an assistant. It started taking up too much of her time. We hired another assistant. And um, again, we could not avoid the assistant, the nurse practitioner, the health coach, Janice, and myself, the physician, all getting involved in this kind of stuff. So <clears throat> the next time you get frustrated for your, with your doctor for not understanding uh, inflammation testing, for looking at um, uh, cholesterol instead of understanding inflammation, for not understanding reverse T3, for not understanding uh, the whole inflammatory process, for not understanding uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Think back on this and then you'll begin to understand uh, why your doc's not as up to date on uh, medicine as maybe he or she should be. And the next time you uh, find out, oh, your doc's retiring or you can't find a doc, again, this is, uh, this is one, one thing to think about. Unfortunately, the practice of medicine is not so much practicing medicine. A successful practice of medicine requires the ability to overcome these kind of lab challenges, uh, similar pharmacy challenges, which I'll cover in another video, and overall, as I mentioned, the insurance implications involving all of these. 
Once your doc has, and your doctor's uh, staff have figured out a way to overcome all of those challenges, then they've got a, a, an up and running viable business. They're not going out of business. And at that point, they can take care of you. Um, again, it sounds like a rant. And um, like I said, some of it is. Thank you for your interest. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.